Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Billboard Pop Shop Podcast. I'm Keith Caulfield, Senior Director of Charts at Billboard. And I'm Katie Atkinson, Billboard's Executive Digital Director, West Coast. What up, Katie? Oh, hi, Keith. Weedy, 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 what's up? Mm-mm, I nope. don't care for that part. <laughs> Gotta spice things up. I don't know. Um, uh, how are you? I'm doing great. We've had uh, a lot of shows where you might have noticed we didn't talk about current charts. And so here we are about to talk about very, very current events this week. There's a, there's a Beyonce sauce. Beyonce sauce? Beyonce sauce? Is that what you're trying to say? Like a reconnaissance? Yep. That's what I'm trying to say. That we'll be talking about the Beyonce sauce. <laughs> I don't know if that would work. It sounds like hot sauce. The Nola sauce? Nope. <laughs> not working. Um, we'll be talking all about that because, um, as always... The Billboard Pop Shop podcast is your one-stop shop for all things pop on Billboard's weekly charts. In addition, you can always count on a lively discussion about the latest pop news, fun chart stats and stories, new music, and guest interviews with music stars and folks from the world of pop. Today on the show, we've got chart news on how Beyonce takes over both the top of the Billboard 200 albums chart and the Billboard Hot 100 Songs chart with Renaissance and Break My Soul, respectively, giving the diva her seventh number one album and her eighth number one song. Love it. Solo. Not yep. even counting the Destiny's Child Correct. stuff. Plus, how Steve Lacey and Nikki Yore and Daisy all are in their first top tens on the Hot 100. Also on the show, we're talking all about the announcement of Britney Spears' upcoming collaboration with Elton John that was just announced Hold Me Closer. What does it mean that this is how Britney is dipping her toe back into music for the first time since 2016's Glory? Plus, legendary singer and actress Olivia Newton-John died on Monday, and we will be reflecting on her very impressive history on the Billboard charts, including five Hot 100 number ones. But first, before we get started, if you enjoy the podcast... Subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast provider so you won't miss an episode. And if you want to explore more podcasts from Billboard, visit billboard.com slash podcasts. Alrighty, let's do the chart chat. First up, Beyonce's Renaissance blasts in at number one on the Billboard 200 albums chart with 2022's biggest week by a woman and the second largest week of the year overall as the set launches atop the chart with 332,000 equivalent album units earned in the U.S. 
of course, in the week ending August 4th, according to Luminate. It's Beyonce's seventh solo number one, and all seven of her solo studio efforts have debuted atop the chart. Remarkably, Renaissance is the first number one album on the Billboard 200 by a solo woman since Adele's 30 closed its six-week run atop the list dated January 8th. Now, that 30-week gap between number ones is the longest the chart has been absent a number one album billed to a solo woman since 2017, when there was a 31-week dry spell between Lady Gaga's Joanne, which hit number one for one week on November 12th, 2016, and Halsey's Hopeless Fountain Kingdom, which hit number one on June 24th, 2017. Where are my girls at? Where are my girls at? They're not anywhere from the front nor the back. <laughs> um, it is weird that we've gone so long because when I was looking, when I was tiptoeing through the Billboard chart archives, trying to see when was the last time we had a gap this long, you could always count on a Taylor album, <laughs> Taylor Swift, or an Ariana Grande album, or a Billie Eilish album. I mean, Taylor specifically has just been so prolific, prolific. with the re-releases and new music. And so, yeah, it's reliable that she debuts at the top of the charts. But uh, her last uh, re-release was released the week before Adele's 30. So uh, she's not part of this this drought that Beyonce has just ended. Does it feel like there should be another Taylor re-record? Oh, yeah. I mean, 1989 seems to be looming. That's, that's the rumor. Uh, that's one. All, the, all the signs are pointing to that. The hell was that? That was me hitting the microphone. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. Like, what was what was that sound? I'm like, that was the microphone. That was a bug, aka Katie's finger, flying past the microphone. <laughs> Katie is sitting in front of me. It's just I have a <laughs> pair of headphones on, so I'm like, where did that sound come from? It's like it came from Katie. That's how sensitive they are. Um, well, gosh, I mean, it seems like if we don't get a, ta- I mean, soon, well, maybe we assume we'll get a Taylor album soon. Thanks to Beyonce for ending the drought. Yeah. Thank you, Beyonce. Um, All right, well, moving on. Next up over on the Billboard Hot 100 Songs chart, Renaissance Runs Wild as the album's lead single, Break My Soul, jumps to number one from number six last week, while the other 15 songs on the album Hmm. all debut on the list. Break My Soul is Beyonce's eighth solo number one on the Hot 100. Well, and, you know, Keith, allow me to ask you real quick. You know, there's a new version of the song that came out. (laughs) On Friday. You may have heard it. The Queen's remix of Break My Soul uh, with Madonna. I think I think Keith heard of it at least, but um, it feels like a strong possibility that the song could be number one a second week with the fact that this very buzzy remix came out. I, I'll, full disclosure, I bought it. Full, uh, super disclosure, I bought it too. Okay, so, because it, was, it wasn't available for streaming when so, it first came out. So this Queen, let's just talk about it for a second. <laughs> <laughs> this Queen's remix of Break My Soul is called Break My Soul, the Queen's remix, and it is billed to Beyonce and Madonna. Right. How did I find out about this? I got a text on Friday at some point in the daytime. I don't know when it was on Friday from Tetris. Billboard News is Tetris saying, Keith, oh, my God, freak out. Like, and I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, So you found out like the rest of the world then, like from Twitter. 
I found out from Tetris. Tetris via Twitter. Te- te- no, texting me. <laughs> oh, okay. He texted me, and I'm, and he's like, Beyonce, Madonna. I'm like, are you sure it's real? He's like, no, it's real. It's on our website. And that was the only place that we could actually get it. Mm-hmm. It was not available to stream anywhere. It wasn't available to purchase on iTunes. It was only available to purchase on Beyonce.com. I went to Beyonce, and I gave her my money. Fastest purchase of, of song that I've made in quite some time. And the way that it was billed, I was like, oh, my God, Madonna and Beyonce are together on a remix together? They both have artist billing? My God, what the hell? And then you hear it. You're like, okay, what, ac- what it actually is is Beyonce took Break My Soul, basically created a mashup of Break My Soul on top of... Yeah. Like superimposed it over Vogue. Vogue, the Madonna track from 1990. That was a number one hit on the Hot 100. Madonna does not contribute anything new to it. Um, Though but, her vocal is heard from the original yes, song. Yes, yes. So somehow Madonna apparently said, well, yeah, we can do this, but you got to give me artist credit. Go Great. Madonna. Go, go Madonna. Now, I feel like I know the answer to this already, but I'm going to let you tell me anyway. Like, there's not a world where the points for this remix are more than the current number one hit, Break My Soul, and Madonna is credited on a number Why? one song in the year 2022 the, next week, is the, there? The week is still young. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> that would be tough. That would be very tough. Yeah, the way it works on the Hot 100 is if a song is majority powered by some new remix, then that remix artist is credited. Is credited. So that's how Beyonce got credited for Ed Sheeran's Perfect, which initially was released as just a solo track, and also for Savage. It was originally just a solo track, but once Beyonce came along, that pushed the song to number one, and those weeks, the majority of the activity was from the remixes with Beyonce. Same thing happened when um, BTS jumped on that Josh 365 person. But then there was also the, it was 865, what is that? Jo- it's Josh, we'll call him Josh. Yeah. Um, but then there's also examples like Billie Eilish's Bad Guy, where Justin, Justin Bieber, Bieber hopped on, on a remix, but the but version with Bieber was not more popular than the correct. original version, and, so he wasn't credited. And Bieber didn't get any chart credit on it. So it doesn't it doesn't always work. Right. Um, I, I doubt that there will be enough sort of activity around this one track yeah. to change the chart billing. Yeah, it feels tough, but how cool would that be? And that would be really effing cool. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I bought it. And um, the, the also the especially cool thing about this track is that Beyonce recorded new New vocals, new lyrics, oh, new I mean, verses. The the big buzzy part about this yeah. song is the list of women that she uh, shouts out in place of the kind of old Hollywood icons that Madonna shouted out in Vogue. She now is shouting out her Destiny's Child bandmates and Aaliyah and Missy Elliott and Lizzo Shade and, and Jill Scott and Tara Wack. Grace Jones, Grace, Keith. Grace Jones. If you'd like a segue, Grace why, Jones. Why are you trying to get me to stop talking about this? <laughs> Why? Why do you have to be such a mood killer? <laughs> Let me have my moment. Why can't I talk about this Madonna? The Pop Shop Podcast parenthetical title, The Queen's Remix. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Fine. I was going to say one more thing before we move on to Grace Jones. Please say one more thing. One more thing. <laughs> we you know, we often shoehorn Madonna into the podcast, but in this moment, this week we don't. We need actually, an yeah, we have no, we have no need for an excuse because this is the most like talked about thing in pop music at the end of last week. So, um, I <laughs> have to say how surreal it is to hear Beyonce say the words 
Queen Mother Madonna, uh. I love ya. <laughs> Come on! <laughs> just what the... And I just want to say to all the crazy people on social media who are trying to say, oh, it's really just Beyonce shading Madonna somehow. Or, Wait, I'm sorry. I didn't even see that narrative. Yeah. GTFO. Because you don't, you shouldn't go on Twitter. Oh, my God. Here's the thing. Beyonce and Madonna are friendly. They've been friendly for a long time. Madonna is a fan of Beyonce. This is a love Beyonce letter. is clearly a fan of Madonna. Yeah. Why can't we just have a moment where people want to lift each other up uh-huh. and have like a fun remix? Yes. It's all, I mean, it all is. The entire point of it, like we said, with the list of women she's shouting out, is to like give flowers to the most legendary women in music. And that's like the entire point, including Madonna herself. And, 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 I think it's incredible. Sorry, we're talking about it. We're talking about it. We're going to move on, but I, I, we've got to talk about it. I think it's especially cool that a song that Madonna put out in 1990 that was basically tributing um, a style of dance that came from gay ballroom scene that was initially something that was a very sort of black-oriented dance from gay culture, that in that song— she kind of turned it on its side and made it about Hollywood glamour, but also about the Vogue dance. In the rap, in the original Vogue, Madonna name checks only a list of white people, mm. white old Hollywood people, mm-hmm. Marlon Brando, James Dean, Catherine Hepburn, mm-hmm. Betty Davis, et cetera. And I think it's really cool the way Beyonce takes this, acknowledges sort of the history there mm-hmm. and says, Queen Mother Madonna, I love you. And now I'm going to list off a list of iconic black women. Yep. I think that's really cool, and I don't think it's shady or anything to anyone. Nope. It's just literally a hat tip, and we're going to take this and spin it and keep the love going. And then also references the ballroom scene that you mentioned with all naming with all the all, houses. All the houses in it. Yeah. It's, you know, it's great. Beyonce, Madonna, if either one of you want to be on the podcast, <laughs> we would welcome you. We'll, we'll continue arms. to fawn over you whether or not you are. Okay, so Grace Jones. Um, <laughs> Grace Jones, who was name-checked twice in the Queen's remix. Because so, such a good name, you got to say it twice. Grace so Jones. So nice, you got to say it twice. Um, okay, so Beyonce's takeover of the Hot 100, that's what we were talking about this week, also brings one of her collaborators on Renaissance, Grace Jones, to the chart for the first time since 1987. Um, Jones is a feature artist on the track Move, which debuts at number 55 on the Hot 100 this week. Jones was last on the Hot 100 in 1987 when I'm Not Perfect, But But I'm I'm Perfect perfect for You you. became her (laughs) highest charting song at the time, reaching number 69. Thus, the new Beyonce collab gives Jones her highest charting Hot 100 hit ever. So while Jones has only four Hot 100 hits, She's made a bigger impression on our dance charts. To having, say the least. Yeah, having collected six, sorry, 17 hits on the Dance Club Songs chart, including 11 top tens with four of them hitting number one. So Grace Jones is a real favorite in my house. We listen to a lot of Grace. We've seen really? her. Yeah, um, Dan loves Grace Jones. This is weird. Yeah, we, we went and saw her in concert at the Bowl. That was like a million years ago, 12 oh, wasn't years ago. was the one ago? where she had like that really big sort of like cape thing Incredible that blew in the wind? Incredible fashions. And she changed outfits so many times. I I've, so great. I've seen her. I saw her briefly. Well, no. When um, I went to uh, London that year to see the amazing sort of triple bill of uh, Chic Grace Jones and Kylie Minogue. Oh, in Hyde Park, yeah. right? Oh, my God. It was amazing. There you go. Um, all right. Uh, oh, wait. Lastly, still <laughs> more chart news. Two songs ascend to the Hot 100's top 10 this week. 
as Steve Lacey's Bad Habit rises 11 to 7, and Nikki Yore and Daisy's Sunroof climbs 12 to 9, and that marks all three acts' first trips to the Hot 100 Top 10. Love it. All right, in some Billboard news, Britney Spears and Elton John are teaming up for the new song, Hold Me Closer, which appears to be some sort of interpolation of Elton John's 1972 classic, Tiny Dancer. Well, the song isn't out yet. We have no idea what it is. We just we're just taking a hint from the title. Um, when it was first rumored, they referred to it as a duet on Tiny Dancer. Now it's titled "Hold Me Closer," so we don't really know what it is. Um, but Elton John confirmed the news Monday on Instagram with a photo of the new song title against a pink backdrop, accompanied by a rocket emoji and a rose emoji. So the rocket, of course, is in reference to the rocket man himself. And the rose is likely a tribute to Spears' frequent use of that emoji during her conservatorship battle over the last few years. During the Free Britney movement, she was definitely dropping rose emojis. So here we are. Okay. Uh, So when we're recording right now, Monday, Spears has not yet shared anything about the collaboration on her social media. Um, All we know now is that the song is available for pre-save but does not yet have a release date. So um, could be out by the time you hear yeah, this. Yeah, the, there you go. But the first thought that that I had was thinking about Cold Heart, which was the Pinal remix that Elton John did with Dua Lipa that was a massive top 10 Hot 100 hit, uh, which patched together a bunch of Elton songs, most notably Rocket Man is right there in the chorus that Dua sings. Right. So, you know, the new title has people wondering, like, is this going to be another sort of patchwork Elton John remix song. Wouldn't that be a bit too on the nose? But it maybe well, it's I, his new thing. He's invented a new genre of like quilting it, your songs together. <laughs> it, I mean, in this world, in a world <laughs> where everything old is actually new because just because you didn't know it doesn't mean it can't be a hit. Mm. See also running up that hill. Sure. Or you know, briefly master of puppets. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean like running up that hill, people are just playing it on the radio. Like it was just released in the year 2022 and just came out of the womb like this and not like a referential song to like the eighties. Yeah. And Elton is obviously sort of having a moment with Dua Lipa, with Lil Nas X, with his lockdown sessions. So, uh, this maybe this could work. Maybe it is. I mean, it also Has seems Elton like John been having a moment for sixty years. <laughs> well, I mean, in terms of like, like American mainstream pop commercial success, mm-hmm. where it kind of actually feels like a lot of younger people might be a lot more aware of who he is. Fair. Than oh, Rocket Man, the movie. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah. Ever since Rocket Man, the movie, yeah. it feels like there's a whole new page being turned. And a lot more kind of younger people know who he is. Totally. Um, and yeah, so maybe maybe that's what this is. Maybe it's a redo of Tiny Dancer. And it's funny, our colleague actually, when she saw the emojis, she saw the rose and she drew a line to um, English Rose, which is what Princess Diana's nickname was. And when Elton did like a remix of Candle in the Wind in the 90s for Princess Diana, she's like, rose, rose emoji, English rose. And it's like, OK, I think you're drawing too many, too many lines. That, mm, no, I think that's no, I don't I don't think. 
that's that's that. I don't no. think Candle in the Wind is going to be involved in this one. No, but it, but why would you call it Hold Me Closer? Is it Hold Me Closer? I mean, yeah, like as a po- like if it were just a straight Tiny Dancer cover, r- cover you just call it Tiny Dancer. You would call it Tiny Dancer. So the fact that it's called Hold Me Closer is what's lending credence to the idea of it being like a mashup remix situation, mm. right? But will it be multiple Elton John remixes? Exactly. Like how many songs were involved in Cold Heart? Like four or five. Yeah, so... Or what if it's like a mashup of an Elton John song and an old Britney song? Oh my God. What if? Like, hold it against me with oh my God. Tiny Dancer. <laughs> hold me closer, hold it against me. Hold uh, me closer and hold it against yeah. me. <laughs> Would you hold me closer? Um, okay, so <laughs> the, other, the other question um, is what does this mean for Britney's music career moving forward? We've talked about this a bit on the podcast. You know, she's spoken publicly about not being super interested in touring again and kind of having that life that she was, you know, the hamster wheel she was put on against her will um, with the residency and the tour and all this sort of thing. Right. So this is a it feels like just kind of dipping her toe into, you know, new quote unquote music, um, you know, knowing that she's now calling the shots. It's like she has chosen this to be the first musical moment we're getting from her post-conservatorship. And since her last album, which was 2016's Glory, there was a reissue in 2020 as well, but it was all from the same Glory sessions. So this is ostensibly like the first thing in six years and the first thing since the conservatorship ended, right? Yes. So do you feel like this is like she was being strategic and choosing this as a way to like dip in because, you know, she's got Elton by her side. It feels a little it feels like it's going to be a big moment, but it's also safe. You know, there's a little bit of it. Yes. A safety net. Yeah. It doesn't feel I think there's a lot of context there. It's like, (laughs) you know, when you put into consideration all of that music released during the conservatorship was music that maybe she wasn't entirely 100% on board with. Yeah. Perhaps. And all of that music kind of has a lot of baggage with it. Yeah. Personally for her, maybe she feels like, okay, look, if I'm going to do something now, I want it to be something that is meaningful to me, that is personal, and that is something I actually want to do. Yep. And so, and fun, hopefully. Hopefully, yes. And since if since you're doing a collaboration with a living legend, and if it's possibly a cover mm-hmm. of an existing song, there's less pressure, yeah, either internally or from external people saying, oh, this is like the first new single from the upcoming album. It's like, no, it's just this fun thing I've done with Elton and we love it and I love this song and yay. And if it doesn't do anything, fine. If it does something amazing, great. Then it could be a good launching pad for whatever she wants to do next. Right. But it's also sweet because I feel like Elton has been known to be very supportive of young artists. We've talked about that on the podcast too, like, and very supportive of... I like the way Britney is like framed as a young artist. I should say younger than himself, right? And I just feel like he's always been kind of like Stevie Nicks too, just supportive of other artists, right. like and 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 their careers and and their issues too, because he's had his own, you know, issues that he's gone through throughout the years. 
And so it feels like a good fit, like a safe, nice fit to have this like mentor in her corner. Yeah, I wonder if there's going to be a music video. Oh, my God. Well, there was an well, animated video for the for Cold duo. Heart. And, and then, you know, another thing is like, are, uh, you know, will Elton and Britney perform this together? We're still waiting on the Cold Heart live performance. Like, Dua's been doing Cold Heart in her concert, right. um, you know, on her tour, but like not with Elton yet. And Elton also performed it by himself. Like, oh, we haven't gotten them together yet. Did Cold Heart come out in time for the Grammys this upcoming year? Yeah. This past, wait, the past year, you mean April? When oh, did- yeah. Well, let's see. I, I'm pretty sure. I was like, is it eligible for the Grammys this upcoming year? I think so. Let's see. Let's see with a release date. Cold Heart. Because if it came out like. I feel like it was out in time for last year's. Yeah, it's probably too late then. Yeah. It's probably, probably technically wasn't even eligible for anything. Um, Maybe like, okay, here we go. Yeah, it was released back in August no, of yeah, last year. So, so then, yeah. No. Um, exactly I, a year ago. Also, I wonder, uh, so the eligibility period for the Grammy Awards this year ends, I think, at the end of either this month or next month? Oh, yeah. I think yeah. like this month. Yeah. So that means if if this mm. qualifies, mm-hmm. this Brittany Nelton thing, that means it could, in theory, be eligible for the Grammy Awards. That's Just crazy, Just throwing too. it out there, too. Um, one other thing. Wait, just one? <laughs> just one other thing. What if this is like the first of like <laughs> like an all collaborations album or something from Britney? From Britney. From Britney. As opposed to Elton, who oh, just had his lockdown session. I also want to note uh, the press release that Katie and I have seen uh, listed. Am I allowed to say this? Oh, I think that a, a press release is a public document. Yeah, well, well I wasn't sure. Yeah. So, well, I mean, I know that, but the press release noted it had links touting the publicists for Elton, for Britney, and for Interscope Records. Interscope Records uh, handled the promotion of Elton's most recent singles, including Cold Heart. What was not in this press release was any label contacts for Britney, meaning normally if you get a press release about Britney Spears, it says, oh, RCA Records Mm -hmm. is her contact or someone at Sony. I thought it was curious that there was no one listed from RCA. But if, if this is an Interscope project, then I totally understand. But it also makes me curious, is she still with RCA and Sony? Well, it probably it also makes me think it's not her project then. You know what I mean? Right. Necessarily. Right. Like, there would be no reason for you to reach out to RCA Records if this song is being released by Interscope. Right. You're going to reach out to Britney's publicist and to Interscope yeah. Records. Yeah, yeah. But still, I just thought it was, like, odd to see that. Yeah but it may mean nothing. Well, we'll find out, hopefully. I guess maybe we won't. <laughs> Which, <laughs> we, okay. We, we, just, we just want Brittany to be happy. Oh, my gosh. And, and I, uh, I can't wait to hear this, too. And we, we don't know when it's coming. Maybe as soon as Friday, maybe sooner. Who knows? Um, but one thing that was funny to me is uh, one of our colleagues was like, wow, wouldn't it be crazy to have, you know, Beyonce and Britney number ones, you know, in in uh, on Billboard Hot 100 in 2022? And it's like... Uh, wouldn't it be crazy if Elton John had a number one <laughs> in 2022 and or Madonna if if her remix, you know, oh, rises? God. Damn you, Katie. I, <laughs> it's like, what? It's like so you're going to say like, the, so the second week that Break My Soul is number one, Madonna's going to be added to the chart listing. Right. With, so Beyonce and Madonna. I'm just trying to get Keith's hopes up. <laughs> damn you. Beyonce and Madonna are number one. And then two <laughs> weeks later Elton John and Britney Spears debut at number one on the Hot 100 with a cover right of Tiny Dancer I mean there's so much interest around what Britney is gonna do musically it's been so long and there's so much support for her right now 
that if this is good, this will be a big ass deal. <laughs> you know, if it if it is if it's good, it will travel. I'm imagining. I wonder if it's going to come out this Friday. I could. Well, Nicki will not be pleased. Nicki Minaj has a new single coming she out. She has this that Friday. freaky girl song, which is a. Uh, again, it's like a sample or an interpolation of um, Rick James's Super Freak. Super Freak, oh, wow. And so it's giving me Anaconda vibes, which was a massive hit for Nikki. You know, Anaconda didn't go to number one. I it know it didn't. number two behind a Taylor Swift song. I know this because Nikki's first number one was the Doja Cat Say So remix on the Hot 100. Oh, wasn't that 6 9 thing? Uh, no, the first one was the Say So remix. Mm. And then... Yeah. And then the 6 9 thing. So she wants her own number one. She she gave people a huge heads up on this song. She's been teasing it for like two, three weeks. She's got Queen's radio happening on Apple Music, all this. And then what if Britney and Elton just swoop on in? <laughs> oh, no. Anyway, yeah. lots to talk about. We'll have lots to talk about next week, I'm sure. All right. Well, now it's time for the chart stat of the week. Forty-two years ago this month, Olivia Newton-John hit number one on the Hot 100 with Magic. The track from her film Xanadu topped the list dated August 2nd, 1980, and spent four weeks atop the list. Olivia Newton-John, best known, I think, to many, many people as Sandy in Greece in the, in the film version of Greece, uh, passed away on Monday at the age of 73. Uh, Katie, what did her uh, Facebook page say? Yeah, that's where the news broke, and the message said, Dame Olivia Newton-John passed away peacefully at her ranch in Southern California this morning, surrounded by family and friends. We ask that everyone please respect the family's privacy during this very difficult time. Well, um, in her lifetime, Newton-John claimed 38 Hot 100 hits from 1971 through 2010. Her biggest Hot 100 hit is Physical which spent a whopping 10 weeks at number one in late 1981 and early 1982. It's not just her biggest hit, but it's also the number one hit of the entire 1980s decade. Wow. And it tops Billboard's greatest of all time songs of the 80s charts. The four-time Grammy Award winner made her Hot 100 debut in 1971 with If Not For You, and was last on the list in 2010 when the Glee cast took its cover of Physical featuring Newton-John to number 89. Notably, in the 15-year span of time from January 1970 through December of 1984, Newton-John notched 15 top 10 charting hits on the Hot 100, the most of any female artist in that period. Magic and Physical are two of five number ones for Newton-John on the Hot 100. She also topped the chart with You're the One That I Want with John Travolta from the film Grease. They starred as, of course, Sandy and Danny. Have You Never Been Mellow and I Honestly Love You. So there you have it. This month, 42 years ago, Olivia Newton-John brought some magic to number one on the Hot 100. the end of our show. I have to say, uh, when we heard about the news earlier today about Olivia Newton-John, it was shocking. Mm-hmm. 
Um, yeah, 73 is is too young. She's young, and um, she's— You've interviewed her before, Keith. On the podcast. Yeah. Um, for some reason, you were not part of that interview, and I don't I don't know if it why. was before I started with the podcast. It might no, have been. No, you were definitely part of oh. it. You, you, were, you were at the beginning and end of well, the bummer. show. Well, How did I miss I think Olivia? It, I think it was because I just had to do it over the phone. Mm. And yeah, we used to just do them solo if they were over the phone. Yeah, yeah. but I, I was thrilled that I got to, to speak with her, yeah. and she was— wonderful and um so much of her music has been like the soundtrack of so many people's lives um just stellar stellar pop hits um it's cool that that glee version of physical brought her back to the charts in 2010 too and again kind of like what we were talking about earlier introduced her to an entirely new audience of course absolutely yep um all right well what song should we go out on man we got some choices from today uh, What were you going to say? I was going to vote for Tiny Dancer by Elton John. Okay. Hold me closer, so to speak. Hold me closer. (laughs) We'll go on that, and we'll see you guys next time. Bye. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.